Welcome to Record Roulette. My name is Eamon O'Flynn. I'm here with Sonia Walton and Nathan Smith to not discuss another album from the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums list that we've chosen at random because this is the summer and we are lazy. Instead, it's the second part of our series of summer mini episodes. Today, we're talking about album battles. To, to remind listeners, we did album battles about Christmas albums and Canadian albums in our first season, and the potential options for future episodes are endless. If you could choose any theme for an album battle, what would it be? Nathan. Best debut album. Oh. Ooh, that would be a good one. Because um, when you think about it, it's not an easy thing to accomplish. And we've seen a lot of that. I mean, if you, if you look at the, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, bands or, or solo artists that, that appear a lot on this list. You look at the Beatles. Their first album, I don't know if it's on the list, but nobody, even the most ardent Beatles fan, and I would count myself among them, would put that as like their signature album. Bob Dylan's mm-hmm. first album, not, not, I mean, it sort of hints at things to come, but it's not that great. Even more mo- like Radiohead's first album, probably their weakest album by a long, long mm-hmm. uh, margin. Uh, uh, Nirvana, the jump from Bleach to um, Nevermind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, I think the best example so far off the top of my head was uh, Jimi Hendrix, which was fantastic as a debut album. But I think it'd be interesting to say, what are the best debut albums? And you might find a lot of groups that, that their best album was their debut album, and then they sort of regressed from there, which I think is peculiar. In the first season, we did the Jimi Hendrix one. Yeah. Are you well, the Doors would be up there. With Doors, that, yeah. Ready to Die is uh, Biggie's first. Yeah, although I... We'd well, it's his first, his first, like studio yeah, there yeah would be some, but, but i would yeah. say that you minimum like say three albums which would then disqualify the sex pistols because they only had one album um, uh yeah but i mean biggie ended up releasing other albums yeah but he was just not alive anymore. yeah <laughs> so that shows how prolific he was that even in death <laughs> he was he but was anyway still I, I think producing more music than i have yes I, I don't think there's an obvious answer and so i think it's a it's a album battle that would lend itself to a lot of different possibilities in my um, head you've already picked rufus wainwright no, yeah, I wouldn't. Again. I wouldn't go Rufus, <laughs> Rufus Wainwright. Rufus Wainwright again? <laughs> yes. No, I, I think again. I, I do believe it would be tough to find one better than Jimi Hendrix, but I, I, I think there has to be one that could at least give it a run, or is better that is not mm. sort of jumping immediately to mind. I think that's a fun album battle. So shall yeah, we? There's a yeah, totally. Yes, we shall. Definitely. Put it on the we, schedule. We shall. Okay, Sonia. Yes. Oh, yes. my you. turn. Your turn. Great. Um, I'd, I'd call mine something like down with overrepresentation. So the Beatles mm-hmm. have like nine albums. Uh, my precious Bruce Springsteen has like five albums 47. On, yeah, I think it's on the list. Yep. Um, and, and like, let's be frank, there's a lot of overrepresentation of, you know, white dude bands on the list. So I'd uh-huh. be, my challenge would be take those nine Beatles albums, listen to all of them and pick one that best represents whatever this list is trying to convey. Is it their influence on music? Is it sales or some combination of that? And and then that would, you know, in my dream list, that would leave more room for other artists to be included. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's, I, I've often thought that when you look at and it, uh, you know older versions of the list it's like well that's weird that they took that album off that album probably should have still been on here like the meters we've talked about before the meters uh it's a better album than the one that's still on the list that mm-hmm. they took off but it's like but the beatles do have like nine albums yeah, <laughs> on the list. Neil Young has nine. like six yeah, and like you know and, of... and you're like 
maybe maybe is it i mean, I mean it there is the such such a thing as like uh to use a hockey analogy sorry sonia um no. it's like uh you know wayne gretzky is wayne wayne freaking gretzky you know what i mean like there's just like Even people who are who like wayne above and, above is. and beyond everyone else and so yeah they're gonna be they should have a but like it's a little bit ridiculous there's are you saying one max for everybody? Or are you saying, are you capping at like five or three? Or... You know, I didn't really give it, I, I didn't like tree it down, triage it down into like. Just that nine is too many. Just like nine is fucking too many, you and guys. Come one on. might not be enough. Sure, yeah. one might not be enough. Well, you may okay, have two Beatles albums. So I will give you two. Hey, if we do the Beatles, we'll at least have three albums that we will have at least have discussed right yeah. and so if we chose those three albums they were probably strong enough and if we all pick the same one boom well we that would be a really short album battle <laughs> <laughs> like an album skirmish mm. i picked abbey road oh i picked abbey road oh i picked abbey road Whoa. all right well I, I guess we're good then yeah okay all right well I have decided to go with a completely different uh, genre, just adding an entire different genre to the oh. list. Mine is musical comedy and parody albums. So not like a comedy album. So not like George Carlin just doing his comedy routine, but musical comedy. Um, you know, we talk about lyrics like every... Like uh, Flay the Concords or oh, Weird yeah. Al or Spinal Tap or Eric mm -hmm. Idle or, or Monty Python more broadly. You know, we talk about lyrics every episode and they're tough. And some of the greatest albums of all time are really weak on writing. We've we've already kind of touched on that throughout the first season. Now, imagine you had to put together words that are catchy and fit the music while being hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's hard to be funny even without turning your comedy into music and music that people might actually want to listen to. And the people who I just listed, the Flight of Concords, Weird Al, Spinal Tap, to me, as far as I'm concerned, they're all genius. Tenacious D. Tenacious D. Oh, like yeah. there's, there are people who could be on this list really easily. And it feels like a genre that is just not recognized. And um, it should be, re it should be reflected on the list. And, no. you know, if we can make room for suicide by suicide, then we can make room <laughs> for some funny people. Which right? has had so much free publicity from this podcast. Just because I know, they right? They're the top of the charts because you get so many listeners and they've all heard about suicide by suicide. Schedule that one for April Fools because April Fools has <laughs> turned into a pretty stupid occasion. With, <laughs> it's a prank. We get it. But something that's kind of funny and, you know, that could that could work for April Fools. Wow. Now, I would be curious, though, um, there'd be some gray area there because, you know, John Gomeshi's participation notwithstanding, a group like Moxie oh, Fruvis. Mm -hmm. Mox, no, as a no, yeah, yeah. Are they? Would they be? Would you, Amen, if you were sort of deciding yay or nay? Would you include them? Because I mean, their first album was certainly goofy, but I don't know if it would qualify. But then, as, but then would bare naked ladies also? That's be, what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like Gordon's kind of. I mean, grade nine's kind of you know meant to be funny. Or Frank Zappa. Like Zappa yeah. has stuff too. That's that's really 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 funny. And so maybe maybe the, the as we're sort of making it up as we go, like the criteria be it's got to be funny in some realm, but also have like something sort of running parallel to that album to kind of support it as like a secondary venture. So like with Spinal Tap, you got the movie, Flight of the Concords, you got the show, Tenacious D, they've got, you know, movies and stuff. So they Moxie Fruvis and, yeah, and Bare Naked Ladies were bands. They didn't have like a comic book or a, a show to go along with it. Yeah, I think that that's maybe like the line to, to a degree. Like there's like, it's maybe not exactly that, but it's like, if you're talking about Flight of the Concords, they made it to be funny. Mm -hmm. They didn't make it to to make like, you know, musical art like the, in the same way that like the Beatles might have it's not quite the same thing 
And like Weird Al, it's the same thing. He's trying to be funny. He's actively trying to be funny as the primary thing that's driving that's not, that yeah, album. Yeah, because under my weird criteria, he wouldn't fit because he didn't have like another sort of parallel vehicle. Like music was it, and he, but he's clearly a you know, a yeah, musical comedy guy. So yeah, I that's a good one. I like it. It's the comedy comedy first, and then mm-hmm. music second almost. But you know, like I don't know if you guys ever heard the Spinal Tap. It's kind of the recipe album. for a podcast, if we're being honest. <laughs> freaking spinal tap album i could listen to top to bottom you know top to big bottom a hundred times fun fact uh brett mckenzie of flight of the concords is Uh touring this year uh uh, just playing piano in non-funny ways that's how it's Mm. i mean anyway carry on queen elizabeth theater i mean this Yes. This isn't our like, ideal guest, like our ideal guest thing, but I mean, you know, if Jermaine or or Brett want to come on the show, or and, both, and uh, with and Bill argue, and Ted, argue against one of their own albums, <laughs> um, that would be quite funny. All right, that's enough for today. All right. Well, that was quick. Thank you, as always, to Nathan and Sonia. Check out Record Roulette on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at our music pod. Rate and review this podcast wherever you can. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcast, or listen at recordroulettepodcast.com. Music in this episode is from Lemon Music Studio. Our next mini-episode will be out in two weeks. Until the next spin, goodbye.